This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I am Mariah Muhammad, writer and moderator with Becker's Healthcare. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have with me today, Ari Ann Dowdell, Vice President and Chief Diversity and Equity and Inclusion Officer for Houston Methodist. Uh, it's very nice to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. How are you doing? Thanks for having Good. me. Good. Yes, absolutely. I know you've been on our podcast before and it's so nice to have you back. Um, to get us started, would you mind please sharing a quick introduction and an overview of your role? Sure. So as you mentioned, my name is Arianne Dowdell. I'm the Vice President and Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer for all of the Houston Methodist hospitals. Um, in my role as DEI officer, um, just to give a little context, our department was actually formed back in the summer of 2020. And so in my role, I'm actually responsible for leading the vision for unparalleled safety, quality, service, and innovation through the lens of diversity, equity, and inclusion, which really means um, leading through system-wide DEI strategies and implementations with our key partners, both internally and externally. So that includes different events and programs around uh, our employees, our patient experience, as well as our external DEI relationships and grants, and then also a lens on health equity as well. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that overview. So to really get into uh, our topic and discussion for today, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, how do you think the healthcare DEI landscape has changed over the past year or so? There have been many things that have changed in society-wise and organization-wise since your organization has started its DEI journey. Yeah, you know, I think for us, we really uh, were strategic in how we laid out and thought about DEI. And I think for a lot of uh, healthcare organizations and just in general in various industries, DEI has evolved. But for our department and at Houston Methodist, we wanted to make sure for like the first, you know, one to three years that we started this department, we spent a lot of time around awareness. You know, that was our awareness building time. And now that we're past year three and moving on, we're thinking about what's next for us. And that really is where you start to think about how do we embed those teachings and learnings into our primary business goals of our organization. Um, and we feel like we're really at that point now where we can do that. So, you know, the first couple of years we were building our employee resource groups. We were awarding the first of our $25 million grant uh, for diversity, equity, and inclusion and health equity. And now that's shifting a little bit. So we have data now, which we didn't have years ago, and we can look at outcomes, um, including our employee engagement and retention and promotions. Um, to see how we're evolving, to make sure the work we did and the foundation we laid for those first three years is really coming to fruition. So, um, you know, I say sometimes that if I change the words diversity, equity, and inclusion and change it to any other three words, the work we still do would be the same and the need is still there. So I think it's been a challenge for some organizations. I'm thankful that at Houston Methodist, you know, the work we do is still at the forefront of everything we do. And it's aligned with our eye care values and our goal to always stay ahead with innovation and keep that at the forefront of our patient care. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for giving us that insight. And like I said, a lot has changed over the past couple years. What do you think is the biggest opportunity for healthcare or organizations when it comes to DEI? You know, I think there's a lot. You know, as you said, the landscape has changed. A lot of organizations have taken a huge hit, right? Whether it's from downsizing to mandated requirements, um, but not enough resources. But I think um, one of the biggest opportunities is for organizations to understand that DEI has to remain a core business imperative in all that we do. Um, and the big thing is understanding that the work we do doesn't cost anything, right? There's not a dollar figure associated with making sure that we're providing opportunities to people to grow within the organization or making sure that we're understanding the individuality that comes with everyone. So there's a lot that we do when you think about DEI that really doesn't cost anything. And so I think that's one of the things that we've lost focus on. I also think one of the biggest opportunities for health care organizations when we think about this is to make sure that their DEI leaders have truly an opportunity to be at the forefront of the change that's happening because without that and with so many DEI leaders actually not staying in positions more than two years, it's become you know increasingly difficult. Um, and I'd also say the political landscape you know makes things tough as well with new requirements, not enough resources for organizations. They're struggling to figure out health equity um, and how to move forward and make changes in patient access and patient outcomes if they don't have the resources. And so I think there's a lot of different things that we have to think about, you know, as organizations to make sure that we do keep it at the forefront of what we do, because the reality is that our patients, as well as our employees, have options, right, when it comes to healthcare at this point. And so this really needs to continue to be at the forefront of the work that we do every day. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, would you be able to share a few programs or initiatives Houston Methodist is focusing on as we enter 2024? Sure. You know, we have a couple of things that we're super excited about. I'll name maybe just a few for you. But one of the things we're very proud of is our DEI Summer Scholars Program. We're going into our third year and we've awarded um, money to students to do a 10-week program. And so those are for non-clinical careers in healthcare, and they're for rising juniors and seniors. So we're excited to go into this third year and see that momentum continue. We also are focusing on our physicians and our physician communication going into 2024. And what's really nice about that is that we're partnering with a lot of different departments, including our spiritual care department, our quality and patient safety, and other groups around the organization uh, to make sure that when patients come in, even that communication piece between our physicians and patients is really at its maximum to ensure um, that our patients continue to have fantastic health outcomes. We're also continuing to work on health equity to reduce health disparities. And so we have several committees that were focused on health equity and have done a fantastic job as well. But this year we'll actually be putting out a report for the first time to talk about the work that's being done because tackling health equity is so complex. And so we hope to use that as a guide, um, not just at Houston Methodist, but for other organizations to use on how we're addressing health equity. And I think the last one um, to mention is we've also set up a partnership with Best Buddies International, where we're making sure that we're providing individuals that have intellectual and developmental disabilities an opportunity to work in healthcare. You know, we talk oftentimes about other areas of um, groups that we need to employ, but making sure that we have candidates of all backgrounds, um, as well as those that have intellectual and developmental disabilities 
to make sure they they know that they can be employed at Houston Methodist. And so those are just a couple of the programs and initiatives that we're doing. There's a lot more, but I'd say those are probably some of the top ones. Yeah, how amazing are those partnerships and avenues your DEI are going to? That's absolutely amazing to hear. Um, and before I let you go and you know enjoy the rest of your day, the last thing I wanted to ask you is, what keeps you motivated or engaged in the work that you do every single day? Uh, that's a good question as well. Um, you know, this work is both emotionally and mentally challenging on a daily basis because we don't always get to see, you know, those results of the hard work that we put in day in and day out. But I think, you know, one of the things that makes me the happiest is when I hear the stories about um, how great the members of my teams are and how they've made a difference in someone's life. We have employee resource groups. Uh, we have 10 of them. Five of our chairs have received promotions, and that's Part of the reason we've created those ERGs to make sure that people have leadership opportunities. Uh, you know, when I walk through the halls and see us celebrating various cultures in an open environment where everyone is accepted, you know, those are the things that keep me motivated. And then also, you know, when people that are coming into the industry now have this strong interest in DEI and health equity, that keeps me motivated in knowing that the work I'm doing now will continue on for many years to come long after, you know, I'm gone. So not just one thing, but lots of things um, among the fact that we do stay tired, but we do stay motivated and keep pressing on. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for those final thoughts. This has been definitely an amazing and informative discussion. So again, I want to thank you so much for coming back on Becker's Healthcare, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thanks so much. I look forward to speaking with you soon, and thanks for having me. Of course. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.